One thing that, you know, I just want to emphasize is we have a program where if you come to work for us and go to our schools for your RN, for example, and we do this for other specialties outside of nursing, we will actually pay for your education if you work here. So that is definitely a, a really good benefit is not to have those loans after you finish, after you graduate. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today, Mike, we are doing a, a double header of sorts of podcast. Uh, this is our second podcast in the same day, mm-hmm. even though you probably won't listen to it that way. <laughs> yep. Spoiler alert: we are pre-recorded. Yep. If you didn't know, <laughs> we pre-record our podcast. Well, here it is: the cat is out of the bag. Uh, we have two uh, guests here in the health services uh, career field, career cluster. Health Services uh, yep. Career Cluster that we represent here across Virginia for sure. And uh, certainly here in Henrico County, what, what with all of our nursing programs and our EMT programs. We'll get to them in a second. But first, I have to remind you to check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. <laughs> you Facebook, say that Instagram, perfectly Twitter, every time except TikTok, for now. Every, every time except for now. <laughs> Uh, my tongue got twisted on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, all at the handle Henrico CTE, Henrico For all more information on, on the. I, once it starts, it's hard to stop. I'm telling you once you start recording. So Henrico for more information on all of the opportunities we offer your student here uh, to get some real world experience in Henrico County. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at all of your major podcast venues. Uh, apps, um, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, it runs the gambit. And then most of the uh, the minor ones we're, we're listed on, too. All the ones that are important. If you can't find us on the one, you need to switch. <laughs> and you just do a simple, simple internet search, I think, if you just search in oh, yeah. CTE now. Exactly. We pop up, usually Anchor. Anchor yeah. is usually the first. That's who distributes all of our stuff everywhere. Yeah, like and subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review as well, and uh, we might shout you out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Next episode. So, hey, thank you for those kind words. But if it's not so kind, then we'll forget it. Even, <laughs> even It didn't even happen. We haven't happen. had, a, we haven't had a night so kind. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Internet's an interesting place. All right, guys. So uh, now for our feature presentation today, we are speaking to Bon Secure Richmond VP of Nursing, Nellie League, Richmond Market Chief Nursing Officer, Brenda Woodcock, both of them. Uh, they have a whole bunch of letters behind their names. You guys, tell me what that means. <laughs> it's our education and then certification. Okay. So I, I have my master's. That's my highest level of education. And I was I'm, I'm nurse executive board certified. And that's a certification that, sh- that you take and you keep up every couple of years to make sure that you are, you know, competent. Okay, awesome. And that was, uh, you heard from just Nellie right there. And so, Brenda, explain those awesome additions to your name. Yeah, so thank you. I am also certified and nurse executive. Along with that, I have my doctorate in nursing. And I actually accomplished that this year. And I am a nurse practitioner in women's health. 
some some well-decorated women here in the field for you guys to listen to and learn from. You had to do a lot of work to get those get those uh, titles and and earn those credentials. So take us down your career pathway. How did you get to where you are today? So I, um, I actually, I started out without getting my associate's degree, and actually I never really considered going further. I loved being a bedside nurse, and that allowed me to practice at the bedside. And as I continued to practice at the bedside, I guess I had some skills that the people that I worked for recognized, and so I was encouraged to apply and, and start doing some things in leadership. And so I've had some amazing mentors and coaches. You know, as I decided, I got my BSN once my kids got in middle school. I went back to school and got my bachelor's and got my master's. And so just have had lots of opportunities in healthcare and with Bon Secours. That's pretty cool that uh, someone saw uh, something in you to say, hey, you need to go a little bit further. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you said you mentioned uh, you like being uh, bedside. What was your favorite aspect, I guess, of working right there with the patients? It was caring for patients and the relationships that you develop with them and with their, their family. And, I mean, I still see people in the grocery store. And A couple of years ago, somebody pulled up behind me in the grocery store and she goes, do you work at St. Mary's? And it was, it was I, at that time I was at, at St. Mary's and I said, yes. And she said, she goes, did you used to work in the NICU? And I said, I did. And so I took care of her baby. And so she shared the story and, and I did remember them. Usually I remember them by where they were in the NICU. I said, were you in the left corner when you went to the NICU? She said, yes. And oh, so, because, because you, you know, Down sometimes, location. well, sometimes those babies are there for quite some time. So you really do develop a close relationship with the family. Okay. And for the folks who don't know, what is it was the NICU? The neonatal intensive care unit. And so it's the ones that take care of babies that are born prematurely or babies that are born sick. And so I I mean I've had I worked med surge, I did behavioral health, I worked um, in the mother infant unit, I worked in the NICU and then I had an opportunity to be a manager and then I was the CNO at Saint Mary's for four years and then I was offered a position in Bon Secours, Richmond. All right, so Brenda, take us down your career pathway. So I had a sick family member, and I think that really propelled me to nursing. Since day one, I absolutely love nursing. I started off with my associate's degree, and I really just kept going to school. I just wanted to be the best that I could be for my patients, honestly. I really didn't see the end. I just felt like I want to keep going to school so that I could set a good example for my two daughters, which one is now in nursing school. And so that I could just be the best I can be. So I kept, I went back to get my bachelor's degree right after that. And then I went into my master's degree. And along the way, I work with patients with breast cancer, and I really wanted to be a nurse practitioner. And so I did that for a few years and really found that my love was really in the hospital. Bedside nursing is what I love because you get to really know the families and just a unit of, of support around patients. And there's not a day that I have been in nursing that I've ever thought about doing anything else. I absolutely have a passion for what I do. You know, that is a common story that we hear even from uh, some of the students uh, when they even start taking their classes, they feel like they're in the right place, Mike. A lot of those nurses that are in the field, they, they have another reason than the paycheck to be there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, with any career, path that you're on that is right for you it's it's you know some people sit there they'll say you know you never work a day in your life or, or 
you know, working with patients is, is so much of a reward. That's why they're in it. That's why they want to stay in it and, and, and retire in, in it. I've, I've just got friends that have just recently retired from as practical nurse, uh, not practical nurses, but um, nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. And they just, they were so driven and, and to, to be there and, and the, all they, they talk about the connection with their patients. And, you know, it's, it's something that's, it's different than an, another type of career. It's that because, you know, you can have a connection with a, a customer, but it's different with this because you're helping them. I feel like it's more know. personal. Yes. It's a more well, personal I mean, you, connection. We get to take care of people at their most vulnerable times. Yes. yes. They let us into their lives at such a time that they're sometimes they're helpless to do for themselves and so it's really it's a, it's a gift that, that that they give to us to allow mm-hmm. them to take care of them yeah and they spend a lot of time with the nurses sometimes you spend and i would say oftentimes you spend more time with the nurse than you do the uh, the doctor absolutely so, oh uh, no no not sometimes all, all the, time. the time they're there all yeah. the time it's the doctor that pops in every once in a while the <laughs> nurses are always there making the conversation making sure everybody's okay nurses are so so important and that's why i think this podcast is really important but let's talk about cte class did you guys uh, take anything related to career technical education while you were maybe in middle school or high school? I'll give you some examples. Like a lot of our family and consumer sciences classes fall into there. We have uh, computer-related classes, business classes fall into career technical education. So there may not necessarily have been a specialty center that you took, like our A centers that well, we just finished visiting yes. today. Uh, but maybe you took something related to that while you were in middle school or high school? I did not. I, I wish they had had. I went to um, Catholic schools in Maryland growing up, and there was no such thing as CTE or anything like that. And I wish they had had something like that, because when I graduated I, from high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I started at the University of Maryland, and I just I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, so I stopped and got a job, and I worked at a hospital for a year. And um, then my family moved out of town, and then I worked in the doctor's office. And so that was really what led me to nursing. Yeah, that hands-on experience is often what uh, we give it a try, and then you're thinking, hey, you know what? I can make a living doing something similar to this. So, Brenda, uh, what about you? Did you take anything related to CTE in, in your high school or middle school days? So, I, as I said, I always wanted to be a nurse. So, someone told me that if I took Latin classes, that that would be really good for me to go into nursing school. And so, I took actually six years of Latin. And I was a candy striper during high school, and I wish there would have been a more robust program in my high school for this because I would have definitely, I would have loved to have been a part of that. I think as early if people know that they, you know, have a passion for it many, many times because of something in their lives that's occurred or it just feels like something they have a passion for. And I think the earlier they can get involved in these classes and have that trajectory for a career, early on it's just it gives them such a jump start into you know getting a stable job stable job where they can make a living and support their families and you know my journey could have started a lot earlier had I had an experience like this yeah and that's the one thing we really really want to stress that we want to get students into those fields as, as soon as possible or at least trying those things out as soon as possible so we have made some efforts to uh, not necessarily have the middle school students or elementary school students <laughs> do nursing classes and, and they get things, exposed but, to it but we yes we have it. the career ambassadors mm-hmm. have, have come out and and we've had a young lady who's in nurse aid right now uh, come out actually and, and speak to the students at Wilder and then also Radcliffe Elementary the two most recent trips our student ambassadors have made uh, uh, one a middle school Wilder middle school and a obviously elementary school and talking to students uh, about careers in healthcare to try to 
you know, spark some interest. And that early career exposure, early career exploration, so important, Mike. More and more now with the, the shortage in so many different career fields, you know, getting students um, to be thinking about and talking about and exploring all the different career possibilities, not just what we're offering, but, yeah. but it, it, careers in general, um, it gets them thinking about it so that they can start when they get to the to the right age, they can start planning their future so that they can take advantage of the opportunities that Henrico County and other school systems are offering when it comes to career and technical education. You know, with with us, I mean, we have so many different medical fields that they could be jumping into uh, to get some experience and find out what their path should be, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with getting started in college, but if you can start earlier, why wouldn't you get some exposure, get some training so that it, when you do go to college, it's going to be that much easier because you've already gotten started and you've already take pharmacy, you, you know, learn, you know, the, the top 100 medications and memorize them. Any of the nursing or med- other medical programs, you know, you learn the biology and the, and the injuries and, and, and on and on and on. So when you do go to college or you do go uh, to get continue your education in, in, in a medical field, You've already got a good start. You have a really, really decent background, uh, especially after some of the biology they get into, and EMT in particular. My goodness. (laughs) And you all also have the Career um, Expo, the CTE Expo that you do every Mm -hmm. October. And we participated Mm -hmm. in that for a long time now. And that it's so nice because middle school kids are there with their parents and they're talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a wonderful program. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's we're definitely we we push that early career exposure so that they're they're definitely thinking about it. Mike, you mentioned a shortage. Is there a shortage of nurses and what, what can be done about it? Yeah, absolutely. There is a shortage of nurses nationally. And, you know, I think during the pandemic, you know, you had nurses that left the profession. You also have a lot of nurses, which we knew this even before the pandemic, that are aging. And, you know, you've seen the expertise and that aging workforce retire. And so I think all of that has sort of come together, the pandemic and the aging workforce. And now we do have a shortage that we're facing. And I think the best thing that we can do is be a part and have these partnerships with Henrico County and with the students so that we can help support their career development. And, you know, not only does it stop at the high school and the CTI programs, but also really from there, they can have an entry into our associates or bachelor's degree nursing programs here with Bon Secours and really have so much you know, exposure to so many different areas of nursing. And that's really what I love about the nursing profession is there are so many things you can do. You know, you can specialize in women's health like I did. You can specialize in med surge, critical care. Really, the sky's the limit. And so... I think as early as we can talk to people, students about these different types of opportunities, and they can have a good career in nursing, I think the better. Is the RN stage that the one that you get to where you're you've reached that point where now you can branch off into the specialties? Well, actually, we're now recruiting LPNs back into our workforce. And that's something that I think is going to be very exciting for us because LPNs, they have a a place in our workforce. And we've actually just revised our scope and standard of practice for LPNs so that they really are practicing to the full scope of their licensure. And that's going to be great. And so if some LPNs want to go back to school, they can do so with us. If they want to be an LPN and stay an LPN, that's fine too. 
they definitely have a place in our workforce. And I think, going back to your question, Rashawn, I think that that's how we continue to work on our workforce, right? We have CNAs in our workforce, we have LPNs, and we have RNs, and all of them work together to really take the best care of our patients as possible. Well, and you all also have programs, you know, for surgical assistance, surgical techs, ultrasound. There are so many. It, it's not just nursing right. where there's a shortage. There's lots of areas in healthcare that there's a critical shortage. And, you know, but a lot of the programs that you all offer, EMTs, paramedics, a lot of those are things that are needed in healthcare. It helps us. It helps the community because if people are working and they're productive in the community and they're happy, then it just rises. Everybody improves. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you guys just heard a whole bunch of uh, different acronyms: CNA, LPN, RN. <laughs> and sometimes when we go on the road and talk to students, uh, like tomorrow, we're going to be, as of this recording tomorrow, we'll be going to Short Pump uh, Elementary uh, to, to talk to some students uh, tomorrow morning. And when we break out those those acronyms, they may not necessarily know what it means. So sure. can you guys break it down for us? What is the difference between a CNA, an LPN, and an RN? So an RN is kind of at the top as far as a bed's working at the bedside, an RN, that's a registered nurse, that's a professional nurse. An LPN is a licensed professional nurse, and there's a lots of things, just like Brenda said, that they can do to support the care of the patients. They usually work under an RN or with an RN. A lot of times we work in teams, which is a great way to work when you work in teams. And so the LPNs, there's a lot of things that they can do to support the care of the patient. And then the CNA is a certified nursing assistant. And you might hear us say PCT, which is a patient care technician. And a patient care technician isn't somebody that's necessarily licensed, but they have a certain amount of education in nursing, maybe after their first semester of clinicals. Okay. You know, they can be patient care techs. You'll hear NA, which is nursing assistants, which is they do actually take an exam, you know, to pass their CNA exam. So it takes all kinds of nurses. We also even have um, PCAs, which are patient care assistants, associates, and they aren't, they may be not even in school at this time, but maybe they have education, maybe they want to work with patients, and so we do train them and make sure that they're competent to do what it is that we're asking them to do. So a PCT can't do as much as an LPN, and an LPN can't do as much as an RN, and an RN, you know, can't do as much as maybe a nurse practitioner. So it's just kind of, you know, different, different stages of nursing. Our LPN program does not start until their senior year. You can sign up your sophomore year or your junior year. But a lot of students are looking to, in their sophomore year to get started the very next year. And, they, and if a student wants to become an LPN, should they maybe give uh, our CNA program a try? Absolutely. And so, Rashawn, I actually, just the past four weeks, I have been out to talk to the students at Highland Springs and also the students at Hermitage. I got to meet with each of the classes. Cool. And just to talk to them about what their opportunities are now and where it is that they want to go. And so they can they can, they can can work for us now. And, you know, only like maybe 36 hours in a six-week period or more if they're on Christmas vacation and stuff. And so I think I've probably had about eight people already apply just oh, wow. in the past couple of weeks. And I love that. They're just, they're, they're so cute, you guys. They're so, they're <laughs> so excited. Well, they really are. They're so excited about what it is that they want to do, what their future is going to look like. And this is their pathway. And they don't want to stop at you know a CNA or a, a, an LPN you know they want to go on and get their RN and get their BSN and, and who knows what they're going to do so it was really nice to be able to have the opportunity to be in the school and talk to them if a student says I want to be a doctor 
is there any reason why they shouldn't start off with some nursing? You know, before they get out of high we school. Oh, he's talking about this. I'm I know because, you, because we you know, I've had lot. I've had students that I'm like, you know what? You, you're learning a lot of the stuff that you're going to learn when you go to doctor school now. So it's got to be easier when you get there because you've already experienced it. Plus, you could go to work, you know, so that when you're not in school, you've got something in between to make be making some money, to be getting some you know, some practical experience. Is, is that something you would suggest? I think so, definitely. And I'll tell you why. I think there are some classes that you want to take that are going to align with both. But I think that the earliest exposure that you can get, I have worked with many doctors over the years that have been transporters in hospitals or techs on units or nurses that have gone into now becoming a doctor. So I think there's lots of, of opportunities, but I think it's really important to get that exposure early on. Before I even went into nursing school, I was a tech on a unit, and that just really helped me become more comfortable with patients and just even how to communicate, how to deal with certain situations. And I think that healthcare is healthcare. If you want to pursue something in healthcare, the earlier you can get started and can work on this through school and have a profession in healthcare, I think the better off you're going to be. Yeah, the earlier you can get used to those terms and those big those big words and remember Absolutely. how to spell those things, the, the why, better. Yeah, the reason why I ask is, you know, is in the years that I've been working here and, and talking to people and talking to the students, my friends that are nurses, I've got about five or six of them, every one of them said the same thing. They said, a doctor who started off in nursing is a better doctor. Absolutely. Because yeah. there's something that the, a nurse is taught that doctors don't necessarily get, and it's that connection that empathy with the patient where a doctor you know it's like what we mentioned before the doctor pops in has a conversation with the patient and how you doing you know we're doing this we're going to be doing this I and then move this. on and they're on to the next patient on the next the nurse is constantly in there every five ten minutes thirty minutes whatever so there's that connection that they're making the doctor doesn't get the opportunity to make but when they if they did start off with nursing they they might acquire that. I think that's the art of nursing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely, there's the science of nursing and then there's the art of nursing. And really, both of them go together to make a really good nurse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we are speaking with Monsecure Richmond, VP of Nursing, Nellie League, Richmond Market Chief Nursing Officer Brenda Woodcock here on the campus of Bon Secours. And guys, I want to ask, nurse practitioner is a word that you guys, or a title that I've heard both of you guys mention. What does that, what does that mean uh, to... I guess the person who may not necessarily be familiar with that term. So a nurse practitioner is a higher level. So I, just to tell you about my uh, career, I became an RN and then I went back for my master's and then I went through the nurse practitioner track. And I actually had to sit for a nurse practitioner board, but it allows me to practice uh, seeing patients, I can write prescriptions, um, able to, like a physician's office, work in physician's office to see patients, diagnose, treat, those types of things. So, you know, this is a additional education and it does require a master's and will, in a lot of instances, will probably require a doctorate very soon. I, I hear that in different programs. So that is just a higher level than an RN, but it does allow, I mean, this might be 
going back to the question of physicians, yeah, might be something that nurses want to do as well as become a nurse practitioner because they can do a lot of the same things. Now, aren't as, as physicians can do okay? Yeah. yeah, aren't aren't nurse practitioners more getting more and more in demand because as 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 healthcare is changing and there maybe the, the doctors aren't able to do everything they possibly can so the nurse practitioners are the ones coming in a lot of times seeing patients where the doctor in the past was seeing them is that yes you're accurate? exactly right so nurse practitioners are in more and more demand for one is that patients are sicker patients are living longer you have patients that need more health care and so a lot of the nurse practitioners you see really in all specialty areas and the physicians that we have today particularly in primary care cannot meet all the demands of the patients you know you try to get an appointment it could be weeks and months mm-hmm. from yeah. now so this yep. is why the market is really in need of more nurse practitioners to be able to to um, see those patients I remember back when I was little, you could just walk into the doctor's office and get seen. It's not something that probably happens anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be in the waiting room for a little bit of a minute sometimes. Sometimes, uh, but very rarely can you just walk in there and get seen without an appointment. So let's talk salaries, guys. You know, money's not everything, but it's certainly something. What type of job opportunities are there for folks who have a CNA, who have an LPN, who are nurse practitioners? And what are the salary ranges? So for, for our patient care associates, our patient care techs, we, Bon Secor has what they call a living wage. And it's actually been something that since we opened in 1966 here in Henrico County, the sisters of Bon Secor, I don't know what the hourly rate was at that time, but they said, oh, no, 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 so people can't live on that. So we every year that gets adjusted based on what's going on in the economy. So we have a, um, a living wage. And I know for this past year, I think it was $15 an hour. And so anybody who works here doesn't make less than $15 an hour. And then it's also adjusted based on your years of experience. And so if they have experience working in a nursing home or education, then they will get more money because of that. LPNs, Brendan, I'll let you take that. We actually just increased our LPN starting rates. We're starting in the $24 range. And of course, all this is really dependent on experience. Right. And it can go up from there. And RNs, we've just made some adjustments. We're going to actually going to be talking about that and, and rolling that out. But we're in the $33 range now for starting rates for RNs. And so we, we are very competitive. And I think one thing to, to, for students to think about is you want to work in a place that has a lot of benefits, benefits for families. And when you have children, you have good benefits for be having time off and that goes for you know paternity care and maternity care emphasize is we have a program where if you come to work for us and go to our schools for your rn for example and we do this for other specialties outside of nursing we will actually pay for your education if you work here so that is definitely a, a really good benefit is not to have those loans after you finish after you graduate. So that's what we do offer our students today to go to our schools and not have the debt when they finish. So just for comparison, how much, how much are we talking here without that type of help for, I guess, your level of education? 
Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> I can tell you for an RN alone, um, for pro, it's it's probably in the upwards of thirty thousand, if not more. So if you know we weren't able to offer that benefit, and that's just not including you know all the other things that go along with yeah. it, right? Uniforms, books, and everything else. That's the actual curriculum. And when I talked to the students a couple of weeks ago, which really kind, I know their parents' eyes would light up when you say you'll come out of school without any loans, but even their eyes lit up. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, when they thought that they could come out of school without any school loans. I mean, I mean it's that's a, huge. That's a big discussion, uh, especially of uh, folks among uh, my generation, the millennial gener- generation. Student loans are real. We got young folks coming out of college with uh, tons and tons of debt and not necessarily a guaranteed job that they might have been promised on the other side of that. So it's awesome to hear that you guys are allowing for options like that. And uh, we are here to make people aware of those types of, uh, of options. So uh, for the nursing student that's in, in school right now or for a student that's in our LPN program or in our CNA program, what should they be focusing on right now as they're going through their book work? What do you think are some of the most important skills that they can take away from being in that program in high school and then eventually taking that education further? Well, we want them to focus on their schoolwork. I mean, that is that is their top priority. That is their job, is to be focusing on schoolwork. But if they also feel like, or they need to work, or they feel like they want to work, you know, they can work a minimum of 36 hours in a six-week period, and they can sign up for the time that they work. You know, there are some weekend requirements. And so they were excited to learn that they can work four-hour shifts. So we have some students who come in and do like six to 10, and then they go to their classes so that they can sign up for their time. We do do self scheduling which is done online and you know it's not like they have to come in and sign up um, on a unit and so you know we offer that to them which is just really important and so school is their top priority but for those who have to work and they have to make some money maybe they contribute to help the family if they work their minimum number of hours and want to work more shifts they can get extra incentives based on what the needs are plus they get differential and so you might start at let's say 15 16 dollars an hour as a patient care tech and then if you work the evening shift or the night shift and weekends you get extra money for doing that so i just always felt like i was paid fairly working in nursing and you'll never be without a job. People need nurses. That's what they. Yeah. Robots cannot sure. take our place. No, there yeah. is no way that you can take the place of a good nurse and uh, and uh, be a robot. That is one hundred percent for sure. But let's talk about skills, though. What kind of skills are you guys looking for of nurses coming right out of school, or what kind of skills are you guys looking for in particular? Well, I think a lot of skills they're going to learn, right? It's really being open to, you know, really caring about people, compassion, good communication skills, the clinical skills we're going to teach. But I think those classes that, you know, around the sciences and the math, languages are all very, very good, very good courses to really lean into in school. But I think the clinical skills... You're going to learn a lot of those, but I think it's really coming in. And, and what I want in this workforce and Bon Secours, and really what we look for is that person who is caring, compassionate, and here for the right reason, because those are skills you can't teach. Everything else will fall into the right place yes. if your heart's in the right place. Exactly. That's what it sounds like right there. Exactly. On that topic, what do you think makes a, makes a good nurse? What makes, a, what makes an elite nurse? What makes a top tier, top five nurse? So healthcare is always changing, right? So you want somebody that's very agile. You want somebody that is very open to change, but always wanting to learn and grow because it is evolving and you can't just stay where you have always been. 
healthcare, you know, it may come full circle again at some point, like I've seen it, and I'm sure Nellie has too in a lot of ways. But I think you have to you have to be willing to change and you have to be willing to grow. Um, but I think those soft skills are very, very important, as I mentioned, is, you know, just being able to communicate well with your patients, you know, show that compassion to your patients. And just the integrity is very important to me. What else would you add, Nellie? I, I think the empathy um, that they show. And like yeah. she said, just really caring about people and you know, critical thinking, yeah. that is a huge, mm-hmm. you know, because nurses have to put a puzzle together. You know, they have to do, you know, assessments and, and then diagnose, have a nursing diagnosis, you know, and, and follow orders and stuff like that. So there's just, there's just a lot of things that go into it. But I think the empathy, the compassion, and the critical thinking um, are really huge in nursing. So for a student out on the outside looking in, and they may not necessarily even have nursing on their radar, why should they give it a shot? Why should they give uh, a nursing career pathway a try? I've always been really proud to say I'm a nurse. Whenever anybody says to me, what do you do? You know, and I say, I'm, I'm a registered nurse. And I've never, I mean, it just makes me really proud to be a registered nurse. I think that it, it pays well. I knew that I, when I went into that, if something happened and, you know, something happened to my spouse or my loved one, and then I could always take care of myself and take care of my kids. I, it just really, it fills me up. I mean, working at the bedside, working with patients, and now in the position that I'm in, being able to impact the bedside by being able to attract nurses to Bon Secours, it just, it really fills me up. Nothing I like better than when I get to go and talk to students about nursing and about you know, the opportunities in Bon Secours for them. So Brenda, why do you think students should give it a shot, give nursing a shot? Well, I agree with Nellie in that, you know, every year it's the top Gallup poll, most trusted profession as nursing. And that always makes me very proud to know that per our society, that we are the most trusted profession. And I think, you know, when we talk about healthcare, there's nothing more important to a human being. They can have anything else or don't have anything else, but it really boils down to, are they healthy? And at the end of the day, that's going to make, that's going to be the most important thing to them. And so, you know, having the opportunity to really be there in some of the most joyous occasions and the saddest occasions with them and their family, there's just really nothing to replace that. I think it also is a very uh, secure profession where, you know, just like I told my daughter, I feel like that you are, you know, you always have a job. When the economy fails, you are going to have a job. And I think the other thing is that there are so many opportunities. Oh, yeah, opportunities are just. Yeah, or just to do all, you know, so many different things. I look back at my career and think, okay, I started off with babies. I went to oncology. You know, I went into administration. I mean, just really, I've had so many wonderful opportunities. And I think that is what I love so much about it, too, is because if you feel like you want to try something else that's different, you have that opportunity to do that. Yeah, that. There's, there's room for a, a lot of change. And you mentioned it earlier, the yeah. technology that you're dealing with is always going to be changing. Yeah. As we learn more, we'll end up doing more. Right. And, and the hospital will continue to evolve really hospital whatever medical care facility you're at will always continue to evolve right mike the with it that evolution with it constantly evolving y'all are there to make sure that you're providing them with the training so they are able to move forward with that and i think that's that's a great thing too because 
just as much as what it takes education-wise to get to get started, it's that continuing education so that you're always able to continue to move forward if that's what you want to do. And just like you said, you need to continue to move forward. And I've, I've got some of my nurse friends, you know, they, you know, I'm 56 years old and, and they're as old as I am. And some of them really are still in school. They're constantly always you know, going for that, getting that, you know, they're, they say, Hey, you know, you really should get this and, and for what you're doing and, you know, or, or you could, if you do this, you can go off and do that. And, and, it's always provided for them, you know, and there's always that help for them to get there. Yeah. And one thing we didn't say is the flexibility. Mm -hmm. When you, when my children were younger, the ability to work three 12 hour shifts and have days off to take care of them. And my husband was working shift work and we were working opposite. So we didn't have to have a babysitter. I mean, that is awesome too. That's a good, that's a really good benefit to, encourage this profession is the flexibility and being able to work day shift or night shift or you know the shifts that may be more conducive to your you know what you need at home mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was going to say the lifestyle because when before my kids got in school I worked evenings and then when my oldest one started school I started working I started working nights I did three 12-hour nights I did Sunday Monday Tuesday my husband was a teacher and so that worked out really well so we didn't have to have daycare I wanted them to be able to come home after school and be able to play and so there's just a there's just a lot of things that are attractive about nursing some people will think that shift work is unattractive but it really can you can use it to your benefit yeah it's all in how you use it and certainly child care has its own cost <laughs> for sure <laughs> as, I, as i'm starting to research uh i don't have any children yet but uh some of the things that i've read about child care just makes your hair uh stand up i'm telling you <laughs> So uh, what nursing jobs, what positions are most in demand? We mentioned a lot of a lot of different positions in the podcast. So which ones are you guys looking for the most? I guess that's the best way to ask that question. It's probably the RNs, RNs the registered okay. nurses. You have to have RNs. And you I mean, and we and but we also want to then surround the RNs by support. It's the ancillary staff to help them. And that's the patient care associates, the patient care techs, the sitters, whatever it is that will allow them to work to the top of their license and give the best care possible. Because we want them to when they walk out of a shift, you're gonna have some hard shifts in nursing. Whether you're an RN, LPN, nurse practitioner, in healthcare, there are some difficult days. But you always want to walk out that day and feel like you did the best you could for your patients and their families. Absolutely. Brenda, did you want to add something to that or did Nellie pretty much cover it? Yeah, she covered, I, I would just say the LPNs because we've now introducing them, we're in, reintroducing them into our workforce again. Some of our hospitals did have LPNs, but not all. So we are now posting positions for LPNs and I would say one of the big areas of need is going to be our med surge unit. And I happen to be one of the nurses that loves med surge. I started off in med surge as a new grad right out of nursing school. And I will tell you that that actually gave me the best foundation that I could have ever asked for. I knew about all the meds, all the procedures, I mean, really everything. So give us an in-depth look at med surgery. What, what is that? It so, might be med surgery. Yeah, so med surge is a combination of medical and surgical conditions on a unit. So you may have every, anything from you know, someone with respiratory conditions to someone that just had surgery. And gotcha. so really that broad view of 
all sorts of different types of patient diagnoses is really, really critical for someone's learning. And I really use it as a launch pad for me because once you get that foundation, and some people do have a career in med surge, which is great as well, but I used it as a launch pad. From there, I went to OB. And it really helped that foundation because when I went into OB, I knew about all these different meds. I knew about just being really great at starting IVs and patients and things like that that I would not have acquired had I not had that foundation of med surge. Yeah, you know, I got to ask you what OB is. <laughs> OB is obstetrics. It's, it's where I worked in labor and delivery. So okay. I work in the moms and babies. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's we, where you're going to go, Rashawn, when you have that baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully one, one day. But um, we actually had a student who actually wanted to end up in what, what I now know is called OB. And uh, just speak about that experience. What's it like working in that, that part of uh, the medical field? I mean, I love that experience. I, I really do. It's, it's, you know, you do see a lot of happiness in OB because you work in labor and delivery, but you do see sadness as well. And it is something that requires a lot of training and skill and knowledge. And I really enjoyed it. And I knew that was something I wanted to go into. But I am also glad that I got the med surge experience because I do think that gave me a really good foundation in OB and how I could handle some of the more critical situations that may not come every day, but do come. And you know, you wanna make sure you've got that, those skills and, and knowledge base to take care of them. You mentioned about reintroducing the LPNs into the workforce. I had heard that also that they, you weren't seeing them in hospitals like it used had been in the past, and now you're reintroducing them. What? So, so we have one of our graduates is graduating with as an LPN, and y'all are taking them on. What is what is it like for them when they first get started, and and what is that trip that that uh, pathway for them starting off with y'all as an LPN, and then that next step to the RN. Yeah, so, well, they would come into our facilities and get a great experience of orientation, learn, and then they could apply to one of our two schools. We have an associate's degree RN program, and then we also have a BSN, a bachelor's degree RN program. And they could go either route. The associate degree is a little bit shorter of a curriculum than the bachelor's degree, but they could apply to either one or both. And with that, they could go to school. And, you know, one thing I love about Bon Secours is just the support that we give our nurses to be able to go to school. And that goes back to the flexibility of working. They do their schedules so they can work around their, their school classes. And we will, through the Guild program, pay for their education to go back to school. So, you know, once they um, apply and get accepted, then they can start their classes and still work on their unit and be able to have, you know, schedule themselves around their classes so they can do both. Solid question right there, oh. Mike. Seriously, <laughs> that was a good one. All right, guys, uh, running up against the clock here, but I do want to ask you guys this. What keeps you, we mentioned the shortage, we've mentioned it multiple times in, in the podcast. So what keeps you guys in industry and what do you think keeps other nurses who stuck around? Uh, the shortage is not a new thing. It, it, it was exasperated by COVID for sure. But what do you think uh, helps those nurse, those nursing professionals, those healthcare professionals, and why do you guys stay into in the industry? 
So nursing is a sisterhood. I mean, we all support each other, brotherhood, sisterhood. I mean, we have males and nurse, but I think we just are here to really support each other. And, you know, I think about the, the nurses that I grew up with and, and just my, their passion, my passion. And, you know, I just really think even with the pandemic, even when going through the pandemic, there was no other place I'd rather be than here helping people in the hospital, truly. And in my job right now, I support those people that are on the front lines and care for our patients. And I think it puts me in a unique position to try to figure out creative ways to continue to support them, encourage them, help them, you know, and and do those things that are gonna keep them happy at the bedside. But I, like I said, I just have a passion for it, and that passion has really never died. And I think what has made it for me is, you know, the flexibility Um, when my children were younger. I think the job opportunities, you know, with all the different types of directions you can go with nursing and all those different things that we talked about that you can do. If you don't like one area of nursing, there's other 10 other areas that you can go in. And I think the changing environment, some people like to, you know, things done the same way every day, but many, many people, particularly this younger generation, I know, like I said, I have two daughters and I get it, (laughs) um, really like things to be changing. They like to be challenged. And I think that is definitely what nursing is about. And I think that in nursing, you get to impact people and make a difference in people's lives every single day whether it's a touch of a hand or how you care for them how you talk to them or even if you're just walking down the hall and you smile at a family member you have the opportunity to make a difference every single day well thank you guys so much for uh being on here right go cte now and sharing your knowledge with us for the listening audience before i let you go gotta remind you check us out on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and youtube all at the handle henrico cte i said it right this time visit henricocte.com for information on all the courses we offer your students including the many health services courses we offer via henrico county uh, public schools. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major podcast uh, venues, apps, uh, and most of your uh, the minor ones. Yep. So uh, however you listen, wherever you want to listen, you can find us. Just search Enrico CTE now. That's Enrico CTE now. And listen to the wide array of different subjects that we've covered through different careers over what? This is year number three. Coming up on year number three, four. I'm, am I kind of year off? Year number four. Okay, coming up on year number four. <laughs> All right, uh, the pan- pandemic year got finishing me. Four. <laughs> finishing, <laughs> finishing four. Finishing four. Finishing yeah. four. So the pandemic year got me. Those years started to run together <laughs> for me after a while. But yeah, listen, we have plenty for you guys to binge. Uh, that's it for us here. For Nelly, for Brenda, for Mike, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. <laughs>